Hey, it's Sean. And it's Bree. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 7. What? what? (laughs) (laughs) In this episode, we are going to be talking about Rose and Crown Pub in Calgary, Alberta. And we're going to be talking about the Fairmont Empress Hotel in Victoria, B.C. And for our Paramedia segment, we are going to be talking about the 2023 film, The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe and directed by Julius Avery by Sony Pictures. Yep. Yes. (laughs) So how is your spring going? How is everything going with you, Brie? Tell us what's new, what's cooking good looking. <laughs> well, um, nothing much, actually. Just waiting for this rain to stop and enjoy some sunshine again. I was there for a little bit. It was like, hi, how you doing? And then, boop. <laughs> Gone like a butterfly. <laughs> Off it went, yes. We yeah. had some very nice 20-degree weather here in southern mm-hmm. Ontario, and um, it was very nice. It was like a very nice summer preview, and we all, I think, really enjoyed it and, and loved it so much, <laughs> and we didn't want it to go, and it left, and now we're just like, come back. Yeah, come exactly. Back. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I get it. So I'm, I'm hoping for that, too. Nice. What about you? Me. Well, you know, just uh, seeing places, going things, doing things, see, seeing <laughs> you, going to see movies and all that stuff, recording shows and all that fun <laughs> stuff. So, um, yeah, <laughs> looking forward, like you, to the warmer weather and just wanting to kind of get summer started so we can get into the fall season so we can start talking about Halloween. <laughs> and the spooky stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love summer and want it to happen. <laughs> and I'm very looking forward to it. So, yeah. Yes. I want not summer ru- not to rushing be anything. all year round. All year round well, summer. For the most part. And then we have, like, yeah. fall. We sh- no, no, no. Okay. So, I think we should have, like, what? 14 days of fall. Just so we <laughs> no, can have Halloween. More. more. We need more <laughs> fall. No winter, zero winter. Exactly, zero winter. Spring can be, you know, she can get 25 days, get those flowers out and everything. And then summer, 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 right up until 14 days of fall. And then we're right back to spring. (laughs) (laughs) We have Halloween and then right back to spring. (laughs) Okay. If you agree with Brie, press A. If you agree with Sean, press B. Yeah, we should do it. We should do a poll. We should do a poll. Most hated, most hated, uh, season, yeah. most hated season. I guarantee you, it's gonna be the big Winter. swear word, the W, the W. Winter is coming. It's coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get right into talking about the Rose and Crown Pub in Calgary, (laughs) Alberta. Sounds good. Take it away, Sean. All right, B. So as the history goes, the pub itself opened in 1987, and the pub has been 
a very popular pub at the downtown community. And the patios are always full in the summertime. And then fans from every sport of every season could gather to watch sports and plenty of events have taken place over the years. The current building was constructed in 1935, but records show that something has sat on the property since at least 1902, and the building was extended or rebuilt in 1906. That year, a man by the name of David Davidson moved in with his wife and three kids. Davidson lived there until his death in 1921, and his wife Dora remained there until she died in 1930. After their daughter Maud died a year later, a man by the name of Harvey Perkins lived in the home until 1935. At this point, the current building was constructed as a memorial park chapel funeral home. It was one of the larger funeral homes, and it could seat about 200 people. It remained and was operated as a funeral home until 1984, and then became the Rose and Crown Pub. And there were years later after having major renovations. It had opened as the pub ever since the doors were closed earlier this year. So in 2023, so it's, it's something recently that has been closed. And from what I understand, I think you're going to talk about that in the paranormal part, Brie. So I'm going to turn it over to you to get that started. So you can tell us about the Rose and Crown pub paranormal history, Brie. All right. That sounds good. So as the story goes, Al Hunter, a longtime bartender of the Rose and Crown, said that there was this one time where um, it took place in probably the late 90s. Um, There was a group of people that reserved an area on the second floor for a party. And a bunch of helium-filled balloons were on strings, and they were put about the room decorating everything. And he said he witnessed that one of the balloons came down, go past him, and then it went down the stairs and right over into the main bar. And then I went back out of the bar area, went towards the kitchen, and just before it entered it, he grabbed it. And apparently, he put it back with the rest of the balloons that were up on the main floor. But it did happen three more times, apparently, after that. Um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Imagine, imagine seeing that. <laughs> maybe it was uh, someone who liked that particular color of the balloon. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It was also said that other visitors and employees had reported the lights flickering, um, the feeling of being tapped on the shoulder. They've seen shadowy figures, um, a ghostly figure of a little boy, and they've also claimed to see a lady in a white dress. Uh, some well, there have you also go. mentioned. There you go. Sorry to interrupt you there. Oh but yeah, exactly. Little boy, right? So that could have yeah. been him carrying his balloon that he wanted, right? Interesting. Exactly. <laughs> um, and apparently, an older gentleman. Um, the most famous, of course, is the little boy, which um, they say his death dates back to the days of when it was a funeral home. And uh, the apparition of the boy is seen throughout the pub, and it is even seen in the basement behind the furnace 
where it is said that the cremation oven was during that time frame. So, the boy is also said to be responsible for the sounds of someone walking in the empty third floor. Uh, this is where the family that ran the funeral home long uh, funeral home lived, which is um, not used now for any purpose. Um, the ghost of the middle-aged woman, often seen wearing a large white and flowing dress, has been seen in the pub over the years. And the apparition of the man, uh, people say that he's possibly in his 40s. He's also seen having no individual character or form. Um, he's just been through the building. So I guess he doesn't really... Hmm. Maybe his energy isn't strong enough that people can't see a real form. They just see like a shadowy right. figure with a face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they say that the staff members, former and current, have had at least one experience where they were not alone, even though there is no one visibly around them. Uh, this experience has also been reported by customers over the years. Many people there say they never go to the bathroom alone. They always bring a buddy. <laughs> so there you go. If you go there, <laughs> bring a buddy. I do that, I do, I do that now. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think girls do that anyway. <laughs> That's right. You know, us girls, we stick together. <laughs> exactly. And that is all I have for the Rose and Crown Pub in Cal Calgary, Alberta. I'll take it back over to you, Sean. Thanks, Bree. That was very interesting. I really enjoyed some of that information because it always, every time we talk about stuff like this, it makes me want to go there and experience it. Well, maybe yeah, not me, but exactly. I know you because I can see the look on your face right now. So, yeah, I know. I'll go. Yes, let's go. Yeah, you'll go. I'll go too, but I'll just be like behind you. <laughs> That's how it's going to work. But, anyways, let's get into talking about the Fairmont Empress Hotel in Victoria, BC. Now, the history goes that the Empress Hotel is a luxurious waterfront hotel, a national historic site in Victoria, B.C. It was designed by architect Francis Rattenbury and is known for the chateau-style design and lush interiors. It opened in 1908, and it was built by the Canadian Pacific Railway as part of its network of hotels. Oh, there we go. Another one. Now officially known as the Fairmont Empress, the hotel and its afternoon tea have become very popular in Victoria's most popular tourist attraction. The history follows that of the Canadian Pacific Railway, the railway's general manager sought to develop a series of hotels along the transcontinental one, which was completed in 1885. The designer, Francis Rattenberry, as mentioned earlier, said the best location for the hotel was along the Inner Harbour in Victoria. In spite of the poor condition of the site, a causeway was built to establish the frame and the hotel would sit approximately four hectares of land. The hotel was built between 1904 and 1908 to cater to the wealthier travelers who had used the railway and the CPR crews that docked in the harbor. The hotel featured a lush green landscape and ivy-covered facades. 
Surrounding the Empress, there are the Parliament Buildings, home of the Legislative Buildings of BC, and the Royal BC Museum. The hotel has been visited by many celebrities and royals, including the Prince of Wales, Winston Churchill, King George IV, Queen Elizabeth, and Queen Elizabeth II. Many of the many sets of renovations of the hotel sold out regularly during the first year, which led them to add a north and south wing to increase capacity. In 1929, the Humboldt Wing was built, which was added 270 rooms to the hotel and brought the capacity to the hotel to 570 rooms. Business suffered during the Great Depression and did not recover until after the Second World War. During this time, the hotel started the practice of housing wealthy widows and other long-term residents for the price of $1 a day. In the 1960s, the hotel was aging poorly and was possibly going to be torn down. However, Fred Saunders, for Fred Saunders' four-hectare garden gave a fresh face to the hotel. More features such as the chrysanthemum tea, winter and summer sports, and attractions became available for the hotel visitors. Road trips and year-round golf and salt and water, freshwater fishing became available to visitors. In 1966, the hotel had a multi-million dollar renovation to restore to its former life and was nicknamed Operation Teacup in reference to the ever-popular tea room. Finally, in 1988 and 1989, there was a $45 million renovation to improve the hotel's original design and to restore the the stained glade roof of the palm court, which was covered up um, with oil, the last renovation to save costs. Since the inception, the additional spaces have been added to create such as an indoor pool, a spa, a lounge, executive suites, health club, reception, and an entrance pavilion. The afternoon tea offered the Empress 138-seat lobby lounge and has become a very popular part of Victoria's tourism, which features countless custom-made teas, as well as sandwiches and pastries made from the local grown ingredients, some from the rooftop garden and the honeybee at Apari. The Empress was declared a National Historic Site in 1981, by Parks Canada. And now over to Bree to tell us about the paranormal history of the Fairmont Empress Hotel in Victoria, British Columbia. Bree. All right, thanks, Sean. So the local legend is the hotel is haunted by many occupants. The apparition of a thin man with a mustache walking through the halls with a cane is said to be the ghost of the building architect Francis Rattenbury. There is also a maid that is often seen still kind of cleaning the sixth floor. Gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> girl, go home. <laughs> there is also a little girl that is seen by the guests who likes to haunt one of the rooms. 
During the 60s, there was a construction worker, and he was working on the West Tower, the top floor. He said that he had seen a shadowy figure form kind of swinging from the ceiling. And later on, I guess when he was talking about it, someone had told him that someone else who had worked on the structure had hung himself in that very spot earlier that year. There's also been reports by many of the hotel guests that there is an elderly woman who's walking around wearing pajamas who keeps knocking on their door. Uh, when the guests tried to help her and help her find her room, she leads them towards the elevator and then she vanishes. That's creepy. That is creepy. That's very creepy. It's also believed that she is uh, the ghost that once haunted one of the other rooms after dying of like natural causes. It is said that the room was demolished to make room for more elevators, which is why she always goes in that direction. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting, eh? Like, kind of crazy, yeah. even. Very specific ghosts. I'd like to go there, maybe one time or another. See what mm-hmm. it's all about, you know? Yeah. I definitely want to go to BC and Alberta this uh Either this year or next year. Nice. Oh, I'll show. Anything more for the ghosts? And that is all I have, Sean, for the ghosts. All right. Well, let's move into our Paramedia segment where we are talking, as discussed earlier, about the Pope's Exorcist starring Russell Crowe. Kind of a different movie for him, I think. Um, I'm not used to seeing him in this type of movie. It's nice to see him again. Um, it's been a mm-hmm. little while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm coming from my gladiator days. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, it was, um, it was a fairly good movie. I'm going to be honest with you. There was some slow parts um, in the beginning. I woke myself up a couple of times by snoring. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> But I will but, say, I was awake for the whole thing. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Clearly, she was. I did. I liked the story. I really liked um, um, his character a lot. I liked that he was a man of God, but he was also a realist. You know what I mean? Like, he had a little... His humor showed realism, and that's what I liked about his character the yeah. most. Yeah, I I like that part too. Like he was a really funny guy, and like I mean, you don't have to be like barreling over, like busting a gut, laughing. It's just subtle humor, and it was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Like everyday humor, like what people try to do to to make you feel better or to make a situation feel less tense. You know, they kind of use um, sarcasm or humor. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like, nothing rude or anything like that. But his humor was, it was, it felt like it, it was of the times, how right. people would be now. Yes. So, I mean, once the, uh, I think for me, again, once the action picked up, it was a very good movie. And it was, you yeah. know, very interesting and in how, you know, kind of things, everything kind of intertwined and it kind of made sense. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so... It showed a different side, I think. Like, I don't know, maybe our perspectives are so different, but I also see like see how he spoke Italian, but then when he spoke to the other priest, he spoke Spanish, and they both, like, accepted each other's language, you know what I mean? And 
there was a lot of acceptance there and and bringing you know different cultures together i guess you could say yeah for sure i mean i don't know if that was intentional or if it was just kind of something that just happened you know what i mean and and i think for him that just goes to show his smarts that he's able to adapt no matter who he comes into contact with as well right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it just kind of kind of shows his his, face uh, of himself right absolutely so, and I think that in a role like that, um, as an exorcist, uh, priest of an, uh, that, that performs exorcisms, you need to have that. You need to be yeah. sure of yourself and you need to know what you're doing because mm-hmm. you're dealing with things that are very, um, negative. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure, um, you've seen a lot and, and I mean, his books will tell you that what he's seen and what he's documented and what he's done. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I totally want to check them out too. And you yeah. know, it was weird. That was the first time I'd ever heard of that demon Asmodeus. And then I was on TikTok later that day and I watched this TikTok video of these cards that are for like your de- demon spirit guide. And right. Asmodeus was one of the cards that popped up and I'd never heard of him. So I thought it was kind of weird. That is very weird. It's almost like your phone's listening to you. And I've always said that before. Everything's listening. (laughs) Like, you know, my girlfriend, Alexis. Oh, I even said Alexis and it works. Come on now. (laughs) Stop listening to me, girl. (laughs) I also thought it was pretty cool that they brought the Spanish Inquisition into it. That was an interesting turn of events. And um, like the ritual and everything that went into it, that was yeah. different. Uh, well, I mean, any way that you can make a movie more interesting and um, bring history into it, like I mean, we 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 are almost reading as like a dying breed. So if we can interject history mm-hmm. somehow, whether it be through movies or through shows or whatever, at least there's some educational aspect of it going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything more to add about this movie? Um, it did say that it was based on True, true events, or was it true stories? What did events. it say at the beginning? Events. Events. Okay. Yeah. And he wrote books about it, which you mentioned. And I definitely want to check out those books. And he says um, they're let me very see if good. I can find them. Yes, he does. He does say they're very good. Um, <laughs> All right. So that brings us to a close of another episode. So, Bree, mm-hmm. let everybody know how they can get in touch with us and let us know of any movies that they've seen that they would like us to talk about on the show or their experiences or whatever. What have you? Let them know. <laughs> All right. All right, so you can reach us at ParanormalFilesCanada at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Paranormal Files Canada, on Instagram at Canada Paranormal Files, and on TikTok. You can watch some fun videos and check out little snippets of our episodes on TikTok with us at Paranormal Files Canada or PFC. Nice. 
Yes, check us out. Bree does some great work on our socials. Um, check out all of our hard work there and getting all of that information out to you guys and letting us know how you can get in touch with us and um, some of the shows that we do and some of the little clips and snips and all those little things to kind of show what we've done in the past to um, kind of bring you to that as well. So, yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about the show. Um, we've been doing this now for four years, going on five. And um, always looking for, you know, your direction. You like us. We can see that. So we want to kind of mold it towards what you like and and uh, what you want to hear. So let us know what you want us to talk about because we want to talk about it as well and kind of involve you as our listener, not just somebody on the other end of the radio, but, you know, somebody. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that gives us a little feedback as well because, you know, that's what we like, feedback. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, have a, a great month. We look forward to seeing you in May and bringing you some new content um, as we do every month at the end of the month. Just take care of yourself and each other. And don't forget to stay spooky. Stay spooky.